And hey guys, good morning and welcome back to an episode of Folders and Backwards, the mid-morning solo cipher. It's a girl, yours truly will be read, sending you guys much love, high vibes, and positive energy throughout the airwaves. Or blessings on making today a better day than yesterday, and blessings on blessings on utilizing today as a stepping stone for creating a better version of your tomorrow. Or I share you guys and thank you for tuning in. I want to get right into the topic today. So, as I, the year is almost over, guys, the year is almost over. Solstice is next week. That's my last fast for the year. I'm in hype. I fasted, I believe. Did I fast every season? I think I caught both Solstice and um the two, the two intermediates. But, um, yeah, end of the year is coming, guys. We're wrapping up 2022. Um, Shout out to all the listeners. I got over a 1,000 hours streamed on Folders and Backwards. That's really big shit. I am so excited. Thank you, guys. Um, uh, all I can say is that, he said, I'm going to continue, or I'm going to continue to record for me. I'm going to continue to record for you guys. And I hope you guys continue to rec- um to tune in or continue to share, like, comment, um, just tune in, tap in, and elevate. Or, but you know, back to me. Nah, <laughs> but seriously, so I've been doing a lot of reflecting, a lot of wrapping things up, a lot of self-analyzing. I just want to make next year a better year, a more prosperous year, a more healthier year, happier year, a year with more love, with more um pleasure, with more gratitude, with more experiences, with more people, you know? And as I was contemplating these things and running through how <clears throat> the last 11 and a half months have been, I have been overwhelmed with the idea of, is it the idea, the reality, excuse me, of making people happy? Now, let me explain. So by profession, for those who do not know, I'm spiritual life coach, certified, um, certified meditation teacher. And honestly, I'm an all-around people pleaser. I've always been a people pleaser. It's something that I've never really felt bad about, possibly because I didn't understand the term. I'll tell you words or spells, guys. We gotta start eliminating phrases and words that define us in negative aspects or in, you know, any kind of way that's less than what we truly are. And <coughs> For me personally, I never associated people pleasing with negativity. I'm a helper. Shout out to the Pisces gang. We like to help. You know what I'm saying? We like to be useful. Maybe it's because we're um, mutable. Transitions are a lot easier for us. But, um... You know, me personally, then I come from, you know, on a personal note, it's in my genetics. My dad is like the sweetest person. Shout out to my dad. I got to call him. I ain't speak to him. I don't think since Thanksgiving. I know sometimes I suck as a daughter. Life is hard. Life is busy. I don't always got time to phone call everybody. But no, I'm going to call my pops. But yeah, my dad is like one of the sweetest people, not even men, one of the sweetest people I have ever seen, ever met, um, has ever experienced. And he has been and continues to be an amazing influence because my dad will literally take the shirt off his back for someone. 
You know what I'm saying? He will sacrifice what he has to help someone. And I think growing up with a dad like that and a mom who went out her way always to make sure that her children were taken care of. And it's really important that I emphasize that because my mom's is not a people pleaser by far. She has no push shut down game is tight, tight. Believe me, I'll be taking notes, practicing in the mirror. No, 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 no. My mom's will shut you down. She has no problem with that. We're going to get into that a little bit later on, the difference of the abilities. But um, I think in, you know, my naive and simple child mind, I looked at my mom's relentless effort to make sure her kids were good, make sure her kids were happy. Like, that was a big thing. Like, uh, as a kid, you don't really think about, oh, she's making sure we're fed. Oh, she's making sure that, um, you know, bills are paid. None of that shit mattered. I knew she made sure I was happy. I knew when I told her I wanted something, I got it. It might not have been instantaneously, but best believe I got it. Love and happiness was a big thing with my moms. My moms would dead work her ass off to get us the things that we wanted, even when she told us that we weren't going to get it. Or she made sure that her children were pleased and my dad made sure that everyone was pleased because I don't remember my dad ever saying no to anybody. To this day, like, I really don't recall my dad saying no. Now, if he can't do something, he'll make that clear. But if it's something that he can do, like, nah, my G is always on it. He, he does not say no. And again, as a child, when you see so much agreement to things. You, there's no real categorizing or discernment on how it was done. You just pick up naturally the idea that, you know, people ask you to do something, you do it. Um, even deeper in that, being a middle child. So I'm the third born out of five, but I am one, two, I am the fourth in line through marriage. My step-pops joined the family and already had um, three children who were older than me. So when you, you know, mix them into that, oh, fuck, that me five. Yeah, okay, so fuck, I was number six in the line. Damn, how everybody got ahead of me? I who was that? Right, three older brothers, two older sisters, bumper clap. Nigga said, yeah, so I was six. I didn't even realize that. I don't think I ever really wanted to soul up in chronological order. God damn. So when the house was at its fullest and all of my siblings were there, I was number six, which means whether you're looking at it as just my mother's kids when I was number three or com collectively when we're all together, I was the last in line both times for a little while. Like my little sister wasn't born yet. So technically I am the youngest. I'm my mother's firstborn girl, but I'm her third. That was right before she got married, you know, or before she got married, I was her last child. So there's that whole struggling for attention kind of thing. I want to say being that I was the hindsight is 2020. If you would have asked me then, it would have been, oh, my mom's only wanted boys. And, you know, I was not treated equally because I was a girl. No, I wasn't treated equally because I was the youngest. I understand that now. My brothers being older, even though um, my brother O is about 18 months older than me, or exactly 18 months older than me, which is not big and yet, you know, boys is boys. And 
we could sit here and play that equality game all day long, but realistically, there is a fucking difference. And the things that you allow your son to do, you might not be so quick to allow your daughter. I'm not gonna say you won't allow her, but you know what I'm saying? I would allow my, I have allowed my daughter to climb a, um, a gate. I didn't allow her to climb a gate at the same age I started allowing my son to climb a gate. Why? Because boys are physically stronger. Boys do have, uh, their agility kicks in earlier. That's just science. That's not my opinion. But anyway, you know, so I believe that all these factors, you know, being, oh, back to me being the youngest and then, you know, mixed up in the middle somewhere, there's that want for attention, right? Um, I have older brothers who have different needs and now I have, <clears throat> then I've, I got older sisters who, you know, had different needs. They're older, so menstrual cycle started, emotional things started, boys started, you know what I'm saying? Um, the fact that they were <clears throat> introduced into the household and had other households, it so much played a role in the level of attention that was given to each of us at any given time. And I believe it's a natural instinct to feel like, you know, you're not getting enough attention when you're a child. But I think that strengthened the people pleasing in me, whether it was my parents, whether it was um, aunts and uncles who visit, because I have an aunt who frequented um, my house as a child, whether it was even the siblings. Like, again, at max, it was eight of us in one fucking crib with one bathroom, one kitchen. Like, shit was, you, shit can get real. Snacks, fucking bath time showers, regular listeners know I love the bath. I've always been a bath person. You know what I'm saying? Like, things get crazy. The last of something, split niggas had allegiances. Me and this one want to watch so-and-so and that one want to watch this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit can get real. And the urge to be heard, to be sore, to be catered to can, can arise. And for me, I noticed that I adapted the people-pleasing um, method. Well, when people were happy with me, they noticed me. When people are happy with me, they, you know, want me around more. They involve me in more things. And again, it wasn't, I didn't think of it like that as a kid. And I'm talking about this tendency probably kicked in. Like I had to really think about it. I started thinking about like how in um, pre-K and in daycare, that train of thought, making people happy didn't bother me. You know what I mean? Like at that age, I was so young. The tallest Creole was still real in my head. You know, what's mine is mine, what's yours is mine. If I want it and you got it, it's mine. You know what I'm saying? If I had it and I sat it now and 10 minutes later I decide I want it back, it's still mine. Like, there is a beauty in child's ego, young children's ego, and toddler's ego. It's a selfishness that cannot be matched. And it's so beautiful because it's not the selfishness that we as adults are used to displaying and encountering. Children is just survival. Like, no, I fucking want this. I, this is all I could, is the, they're so present. They don't give two fucks about what was or what will be right now. That's what they want and that's how they want it. And when it comes to attention and admiration, that same thing kicks in with kids, you know what I'm saying? Babies are hungry. What do they do? They scream, they cry. They don't give a fuck if mom and dad is asleep. They don't give a fuck if the house is on fire. They don't give a fuck if, you know, the favorite TV show is on and all the siblings are in the um, room watching it with mom and dad, getting their little two cents of attention. And no, I'm hungry. Wham, wham, wham. Come fucking feed me. That's that. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm. My coffee came out good today, guys. And I do believe that somewhere along the line, again, for me personally, switch back to just me as an individual, you know, the idea of making people happy to get what I want. Because even with that, think about it. When a baby cries, you want them to shut the fuck up. But you're not thinking about it like that. At least not always. Hopefully not. You know what I mean? You want to soothe them. You don't want them to cry anymore. So now you're emotionally invested in that. Once you give them what they want, you get what you want. They chill. They're quiet. Now you can go back to work, back to sleep, back to watching TV, whatever the fuck it was you were doing. You know what I'm saying? I think subconsciously, guys, that this stuff gets programmed in our mind. And when we're ungrounded, when we're unaware, it really becomes our entire lifestyle. I unknowingly, somewhere along the line, got so emotionally invested in other people's emotions, i.e. in making people happy, that it became a defining part of my character, my personality, and my ego to the point where I would defend it. And again, I never thought of people pleasing as a bad thing. By profession, I'm a spiritual life coach. My professional motto is happiness through helpfulness. You know what I'm saying? I believe that life is hard. The road is long and no one should have to walk it on their own. You know what I'm saying? I understand now the difference between being assistance to someone and being a pleaser. They're two different, they're, they're two different things. And I didn't fully understand that before. And because of that, people pleasing was a horrible thing. It was detrimental to my emotional health, my financial health, my spiritual health, my physical health. People pleasing is not a positive thing, guys. People pleasing is not something that we should be shaping our characters to be. Helpful is one thing. Helpfulness is based on love as to where people pleasing is strictly fear-based. I'm going to take a quick break, relight my blunt, and we're going to talk about it. Okay, guys, we are back and we are talking about people-pleasing and how it's not such a good thing. Like I said, you can't, you got to be careful with words. You know what I'm saying? Because there are probably a lot of people who are like myself, who take pride in being helpful, who take pride in being useful, who take pride in extending their energy to make life easier for others. Those are admirable, high-vibing fucking characteristics. And I encourage those from the bottom of my heart and the depths of my soul. People pleasing is different, though. And it was only when I sat down with myself and had a conversation with myself and analyzed the current version of what I thought was people pleasing, which now I see is just being helpful, which is being useful, which is being conscious and aware of 
extending my energy to make others life easier versus what I used to think was being helpful was actually people pleasing going out my way to do things for others that I really truly didn't want to do because that's basically what people pleasing is guys it's not being helpful it's not being useful when you are a people pleaser you have not developed the ability to tell people no 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 scratch that people pleasing is the lack of ability to face the fear that if you say no you're gonna lose that person let me get deep into this and explain Y'all know me, I be high. Shit kind of get jumbled up. Be so much in my mind. And I'm telling you, I always got my notes. Y'all hear my paper? Always got my notes right here. I don't be looking at these shits. I write them. I read them. And then I hit record. And they all go out my brain. I just start freestyling most of the time. You know what I'm saying? But that's cool because <coughs> I'm getting it out. <coughs> that's all that matters. <coughs> Reanalyzing the earliest um, actions that I can of people pleasing does go back to my home, my parents, my siblings. I don't like people being mad at me. Point blank, bottom line. That's a current to date thing. And I am literally working on getting comfortable with being disliked. It's so weird, guys. It's so weird. Some people are great at it bring my mom back into the conversation some people are so confident in themselves in their decisions and in what they want that no is not an issue for them no is not a problem <coughs> realistically <coughs> no is a natural response and that comes from confidence guys like i said people pleasing is fear-based when i think about me i think about my siblings again allegiances get formed niggas to take over the tv niggas to gang up on you eat all the last of the cinnamon rolls like you need i thought i needed you don't need shit you need to evolve expand and enjoy life that's what the fuck i need but I thought at one point in time that I needed to be, I guess it's accepted, to be liked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no one likes to be this like, you don't want to walk in the room and no one wants to talk to you. I don't give a fuck. And this is for even the most confident person. You might be okay with it. There's a difference. And I had to understand that too. The things we're okay with and the things that we like. You know what I'm saying? There's a big, big, big difference in that. And this is why I'm sharing. These are things that I don't think we consciously give too much thought to. And if we do, maybe we should give more thought or constant thought to these things. What is the difference between what you will tolerate and what you actually want? For me, I want to be liked. Again, I'm saying this presently. I want people to like me. I think I'm a nice person. I think I'm the whole fucking kit and caboodle. You know what I'm saying? I'm funny. I'm intelligent. 
Um, I'm caring. I'm understanding. I'm talkative and I'm a good listener. Like, what the fuck is not the like? I mean, people. some people just don't like me. Now, with that being said, the old me could not tolerate not being liked. I would go out my way to make sure that I'm liked. And I don't mean, again, by random people. No, my mom's jeans is strong in a lot of situations. The I don't give a fucks do kick in. But in every situation, it doesn't. And now that I'm older, I'm looking for a better understanding for what is this need to be liked? What is this need to be understood that I have? You know what I'm saying? Because even with being understood, my whole thing was you don't have to agree with me, but I need you to understand where I'm coming from, what I'm saying, why I'm, you know, feeling the way I feel. And even when, with you know, again, self-analyzation is like, but why, Ab? Why? It won't change anything. And it all boils down, again, for me, to that neutrality. Because it's not even about being liked. I just don't like problems. I don't like conflict. I kind of don't have a chill. Once I'm aggravated, once I'm angry, I'm angry. And it's like, you know what? You wanted this, now you got it raw. And I just, you know what I'm saying? My face all tooted up. My blood pressure, I literally, my, my blood pressure be high. I could feel the blood rushing way too fast to my fucking head and to my extremities. I already have bad fucking nerves and my hands is shaking, my legs is shaking. I don't like being angry. I don't like being aggravated. I don't like being frustrated. This is why when I have issues, I try to resolve them as quickly as possible, whether they be personal issues, issues with friends and family, issues um, at work. You know what I mean? I try to solve things as quickly as possible and find some kind of resolution. It doesn't have to be my way, but it definitely has to be something that, you know what I mean, is neutral. So that way we don't have none of that static. I'm very energy sensitive. And as a child, I was always energy sensitive. I was just not grounded. And therefore, yeah, that need was, oh, it was like my need for air, baby. I don't like people mad at me. Um, (coughs) I don't like when people are unhappy with me. (coughs) When I think of that, I automatically think of my teachers. Those are the, even though you would think as your parents, my mom and my dad never really, um, I don't want to say that they ever really expressed disappointment, but they never were the types to, to this day. They don't try to make you feel bad. My parents were really big on emotional health. My mom, um, more so, because my mom is who overall raised me. But yeah, my mom never was one of those fuck with your emotions kind of people. My mother is very emotionally strong and aware. So therefore, she never, you know what I'm saying? She would let us know that something we did was not what she expected. She expected better of us that, you know, our actions, she's not happy with, but she never gave us this, oh, like, you're just so disappointing and yada, 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 yada. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you different kind of, a, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, she wasn't one of those. And I appreciate her for that. My teachers, on the other hand, teachers, Play with kids' emotions, whether they realize it or not, with that whole reward system. You get 100, you get a prize, you're here every day for 30 days, you know, perfect attendance for the month. There's a pizza party. And again, the same way no one wants 
wants to not be liked. No one wants to be left out. You might be okay with it. Oh, well, you know, everybody got pizza but me. When I go home, I'm going to have my mom buy me a pizza. That's true. Your moms will buy you a pizza. You will get pizza, but you didn't have the school's pizza. You didn't get to eat it with the school. You know what I'm saying? You didn't get to skip lunch in the lunchroom with everybody else and be in a class and be laughing. And you know what I'm saying? Like, there really is a difference. And shit like that subconsciously imprints on us. I got to make sure the teacher good with me because I want to make sure I get the prize. It is a warped version of that toddler's creole that I spoke about. You know what I'm saying? It's a warped version of that selfishness. It's not that innocent, beautiful version that the children have where they're not worried about past or present. They're only worried about now. Us, we are folk as adults, past and present is very much on the mind when we're making these decisions to do things that we don't want to do to make others happy. And as an adult, that's because I know I've been yapping for a minute now. You know, as an adult, those subconscious programmings imprint so hard on us, we don't even realize that we're people pleasing. Your boss tell you to make a run that's outside of your job description. It's cold, it's raining, you don't want to fucking do it. But <coughs> you don't want your boss to be upset with you, to be malicious and angry and start fucking with your hours. <coughs> fucking with your workflow, write you up. Therefore, you do it. You're avoiding the problem. But you're creating a new problem because now whatever the fuck it was that you was intended on doing, you can't do. Even if it was only avoiding being back out into the cold until clock out time. Now you're back out in the cold. That's not what you wanted to do. When we do things that we don't want to do, one, we tend to not do them right. When I say right, I mean efficiently, as quickly as possible, without as much tension, headache, or um, you know, drama associated with it. When we do things we don't want to do, our mind, body, soul alignment is off. Something will start fucking with you. Whether your physical body will start hurting, how your head hurt, your back is tight, shoulders is heavy, your stomach might be hurting, emotionally you might be thrown off, now you're just feeling mad sensitive, you're mad angry, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just, ugh, just overall not feeling the same way you was feeling. You know what I'm saying? These choices have real effects on us. And again, when we attach ourselves to this idea of a people pleaser, you know, because people will try to stroke your ego with that. Like, yes, she's just like the best. She goes out her way to do everything. Like, I just absolutely love Ebony. Like, she doesn't ever say no. And she makes sure everything is always done. And, you know, you hear that and you're smiling because it's being said in a good context. But I know me, in my head, I'm going to be repeating, what the fuck you mean? She don't never say no. I say no. You know what I'm saying? Now you're having the conflict with yourself because you're not saying it out loud to that person, but you're, you don't repeated it to yourself because it bothered you. And now you're arguing with her. I say no. I say no all the time. I just told this bitch I wasn't doing so and so and so and so and so. And I bet if you really sit and think about it, you told her, no, you ain't going to do this, but I'll do so and so. You know what I mean? Like we be trying to make provisions and adjustments to please others. And again, it's not because we really want to do these things. 
it's absolutely fear-based. And the whole purpose of this episode was to get us to understand how and when our fears are in control. I keep telling people um, it's either 92 or 97%, but an overwhelmingly um, staggering percentage of our decisions, choices that we make are subconscious. And yes, you think you are consciously making this choice to sacrifice your Friday night with um, your man making nice, beautiful love and Netflixing and chilling and smoking and drinking and going to the club and you know what I'm saying? Just living your best life to babysit for somebody who you, it don't even matter who it is or what they got to do. And that's another thing. Don't sit there and try to tell yourself that someone's, oh, they got to go to work. They got to do this. If they don't make it here by this time, then, you know, this is going to happen to them. That's not your business. It's beautiful that you're concerned about it. You know what I'm saying? But again, there's a difference. The same way there's a difference about between wanting to be helpful and doing something you don't want to do because you're afraid to lose that person. You're afraid to be disliked by that person. You're afraid that that person's going to retaliate with some malicious act or rumor that's going to tarnish your reputation. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between that and there's a difference between being concerned for someone and what they're going to go through or what they're going through and involving yourself in someone's life, what they're going through and you know, what's going on with them. We got to make these choices so much better. We subconsciously throw ourselves like straight toss, mind, body, soul into situations that have absolutely nothing to do with us. You know what I'm saying? And we do it because we're over-concerned about what they're going through or we convince ourselves that we're overly concerned about what they're going through. Yeah, because if she missed this shift, she's going to get fired. If she gets fired, she's going to be able to pay her rent. She can't pay her rent. She's going to get kicked out. Some kid's going to be in the street. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Or shit, you might even be thinking like, yeah, they might have to stay here with me. I don't really have the room. I don't have the patience for it. Let me just cancel my personal plans and babysit. Realistically, now you're aggravated. You're not doing it right. Truthfully, you're not that concerned about, and it doesn't make you a bad person. Let me state that because some I be having to ask myself, am I sounding fucked up when I say these kind of things? And because I was so afraid that I am sounding rather harsh, it affected my life coaching. And this is all playing into a role of, again, you know, the end of the year self-evaluating. But truthfully, it's not about being harsh. It's about being real logic over emotion at the end of the day i i have an emotional investment in what i want to do i have a mental investment in what i want to do i made my time work for what i want to do me choosing to put so much that i invested to the side for someone else nine times out of ten and again this is me speaking personally was a fear-based choice, not fear that they're going to lose their apartment, fear that they're never going to talk to me again because they lost their apartment or because they got written up or because I just said no in general. You know what I'm saying? Fear that they're going to be upset, fear that they're going to curse me out. You know what I'm saying? I Again, the avoidance of tension, of drama, of negativity 
It's all fear-based. I don't want to have to go through this. I don't want to have to argue. I don't want to have to fight. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to go through all this negativity. So I'd rather put what I want aside than deal with what I don't want. And it's crazy, guys, because it's so unfair. It's so unfair and it's so self-stagnating. You know what I'm saying? Life is a journey and we all have to elevate and move. And again, it's a choice we have to understand before we make. Now, if you emotionally, mentally, and physically feel and logically know that a sacrifice of your time, of your desires is more valuable than upholding them to hold down somebody, not to help out somebody. To When I say hold down, I mean, I guess it's the same as help, but not to please. That's what I should say. To actually be helpful to somebody, not to please them. Then you're doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? The right thing at the right time. But if you're doing something, and I think this is how um, I'm going to pretty much trickle to the end and start to wrap things up. If you're doing it because you're avoiding a backlash or you're afraid of a consequence, then that's pleasing. That's That falls for me under the category of people pleasing. I probably should have looked up the definition of all those words so I could have them clarified before I started. But that's what I've learned then with myself. Decisions made out of fear, decisions made to keep someone outside of myself happy at the consequence of, you know, me not being happy. Because truth be told, even if it is something just as little as being able to smoke a blunt, watching fucking TV, binge watching, you know what I'm saying? Um, Taking a walk in the park. If you sacrifice something that you actually want, it could have been your $5 in your pocket. When you sacrifice something that you want for someone else, for something else, and realistically, there's no equal exchange involved. I would suggest that you analyze if that is a people-pleasing tendency based on fear. The idea of losing people is scary. Again, no one wants to be this like The idea of going somewhere and no one acknowledging you um, everyone speaking down about you, the idea of someone retaliating and being malicious, fucking up your car, fucking up um, your money, fucking up your relationship, starting a rumor, someone physically attacking you, assaulting you, doing some bullshit to you because you made a choice for you and not them is 100% understandable, especially in the world that we live in today. People are so attached to their fucking ego and people swear that they are so entitled to so much from everyone, including your money, your time, your emotions, 
your not your services that they do have the audacity to fucking get upset. And unfortunately, some of them don't have the self-control to deal with that anger and they do actually act on it. All I can say to you guys when it comes to that is what I'm constantly saying to myself as I check myself and realign myself to be a better version of myself is that I have nothing to do with people's actions, only my own. And even more so, oh, I probably should have said this earlier so I could have had a few minutes to talk about it. I no longer want to bind myself to scenarios that only exist to avoid a consequence. Again, we don't always realize what we're getting into when we're getting into it. It could be something as simple as, all right, I'm not going to hang out tonight, even though, you know, I made these plans and I was already dressed and I was really looking forward to it. And not to be funny, you took this second job knowing that, or you switched to the night shift, knowing that she wasn't going to have an adequate babysitter. And you know what I'm saying? I'm going to babysit so you can go do what you got to do. And then God forbid, let's say, um, let's think of something outrageous that God forbid, you know, has never happened or it's so rare to happen that, you know, nobody listening is not going to be a trigger for them. What happens if they go to work and um, there's some kind of like nuclear explosion and the building goes down and now you have custody of these kids, whether it's temporarily or permanently. Your whole life altered by making a decision that for someone against what you wanted. And I know that's mad dramatic. That's just me, though. I always try to think of the any and everything that can happen because nothing, thank God, has ever happened to me that serious. But on a minor same version of that, you know what I'm saying? Things have happened. I have been babysitting against what, you know, my better judgment, against my want and this my own personal, not better judgment, fuck that, but um, above my actual wants and desires, and then something happened and a couple of hours turned into an overnight or a weekend. You know what I'm saying? I have lent somebody my last couple of dollars thinking that I was going to get it back, um, you know, in a day or two and just never got it back or didn't get it back for so long that by the time I got it back, whatever it was that I needed that I intended on getting with that is no longer even of use or available to me. And People will try to convince you that this is a selfish way of thinking. And I'm not going to say that it's not. I'm going to say, is it not a necessary selfishness? Again, there's polarity and two sides to everything. There's that level of selfishness that is attached to greed and malice and all these low-bobbing things where you literally step on a nigga's neck to get a fucking, you know, inch up. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there's a version of selfishness that is based on self-love and preservation, self-preservation, self-evolution, that you are making choices for you without consequence, I mean, without consideration to how it affects others. I do not believe that there's anything wrong with that. I do think that balance needs to be maintained. You know what I'm saying? 
if you're making every decision in the world solely based on you, that does seem to kind of fall into the spectrum of, you know, the negative side, maybe not necessarily greed, but, um, or even malice, but definitely carelessness. You know what I'm saying? I navigate on a frequency of love. I love everybody. I love everything. In that same tone, I kind of hate everybody and everything. <laughs> no shade. You know what I'm saying? It's a balance between. It's like, I love life. But regular listeners know, I'm quick to tell you that life sucks when you die. You know what I mean? I am aware of both ends of the spectrum of everything and everyone. And I'm learning and understanding the spectrums of myself. And to wrap this up, guys, you know, I just think it's really important for us to make better decisions. Again, we want today's, we want our today to be a better version of yesterday as well as a stepping stone for a better tomorrow. And in order to do that, guys, we have to navigate through love. When we make decisions to be helpful, those are decisions made with love. When we make decisions just to please somebody, to shut them up, to make sure that they, you know what I mean? Don't do no dumb shit, no wow shit. Don't, you know, make your life difficult in any kind of way. That's not love-based. That's fear-based. And we never want to navigate on the spectrum of fear. Fear is a defense mechanism. It's meant to keep us safe. It's meant to make us stop and think and reanalyze things before we do them. And especially in scenarios of people pleasing, we definitely need to take a moment and feel that fear, analyze that fear. Oh shit, if I don't do this, this bitch gonna tell everybody I did so and so and so and so. Ask yourself, what, why would that affect you? Ask yourself, why did I even put my position, myself in a position for somebody to be able to do that to me? If it's in a position with work, you know, if I don't go make this personal errand, she going to cut my hours. If I don't come in early today, if I don't stay in late today, next week, my schedule going to be crazy. Ask yourself, why are you even working in a fucking job where someone that fucking immature and petty is in control of your schedule? I think when the fear kicks in that drives and motivates us to be people pleasers, I think when it kicks in, we are so overwhelmed by it, that we indulge so deeply in it that we really don't get a chance to experience it. It's so whew, that we just want to get through it and get out of it. And because of that, we just give in. We don't even analyze it. We don't dissect it. We don't try to see the bigger picture of it where we have power. Remember, we are gods manifested in physical form. We are God, duh manifested in physical form we have so much power in every situation we just have to find it you don't have all the power in every situation but you always have power in a situation take your power stand your ground make decisions based on love not out of fear and real shit Trust that you are built to deal with the consequences, with the backlash, with the bullshit. Trust that the vibe you're on 
of love, of self-righteousness, of self-exploration and improvement will guide you through and navigate you through whatever the fucking bullshit is and that you will triumphant, that you will be triumphant. Word. Okay, guys, that's it. I think I said everything I needed to say. I appreciate you guys for listening, for tuning in, for floating with me, vibing with me, thinking with me, sinking with me. Word. I hope these words resonated. I hope if I hope it found who it needed to find when it needed to be found. And I love you guys for listening. Word. Much ashe. Namaste. Blessings on blessings, guys. Enjoy the rest of the day. Love you later.